This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. He loops out the left field, going to be a tough play. Gino on the run, makes the play. Wow. Flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. There it goes. Deep to left, really deep. Hey, uh, oh, my goodness, what a shot by Aaron Judge. Oh, play by Clutch. You've got to be kidding me. home run to the back end of the grandstand in left field. The Sanchino. Oh, that Gary is scary. Ball game over. Yankees win. Yankees win. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4 where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. So, for episode 142, guys, it is the last episode of the podcast before the MLB 2020 regular season finally begins. Finally begins. And I can't tell you how excited I am for this. I've been waiting for this forever. You know, we've all, all of us really have been going through these ups and downs waiting for baseball to, uh, to return. You know, I went through a point, you know, it was for a few weeks, even for, you know, a little over a month where I was just done. I was finished. I was waiting for, you know, at the, at that point, there was a point where I was just waiting to fully, I was ready to fully accept basically that there was not going to be a season. I was ready for the ultimate decision to come down. And at that point, I just wanted the official answer. I was so deflated, so ready for it to just be, I was ready for that hammer to drop, you know? And, um, but fortunately we finally got that news that baseball would be returning. Now it's going to be once again, and we've said this multiple times, it's going to be a shortened 60 game season, some different, you know, tweaks here and there, not going to be your typical, you know, 162 game marathon. So it's going to be very different from your traditional baseball season, but guys throw that all out the window. We're getting baseball back. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited for it. It's going to be so fun to just see this. Yankees team take the field hopefully it looks like we're going to be healthy too at least to start out you know some minor things here and there you know Tanaka's with that concussion he's probably not going to be ready to go right out of the gate um and then Araldis Chapman I think is gonna take a few days still with the COVID that he's still trying to recover from um yeah but that's that's really it in terms of the injuries I mean, if we can get, guys, if we can get a full squad like we've never had, you know, because we always talk about what the Yankees could be if they have that full squad. So if we finally get it this year and it's looking like it's so far, 
it could be deadly. This could be a really, you know, this is the most talented Yankees team they've had since they won in 09. And in terms of strict talent, you could even argue, you can make a case it's even more talent than that 09 team had. But it's not all that, you know, it's not only talent. You know, I always say, I say it all the time, that you need more than just talent to win. You need the right pieces. You need those complementary guys. But I say, you know, the Yankees have those guys. You know, last year it was the Gio Urshelas, the Mike Fords, and, you know, those type of players, Cameron Mabin. Um, who made that impact. So hopefully we can get that good balance this year as well, but take that extra step with Garrett Cole now on the squad and win the damn World Series or whatever you want to call it for 2020. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. So I've actually um, talked about this last time on the show. I made a DraftKings account. You know, I had my bank account all set up. For a while, I was without my debit card. I was just carrying cash, but I finally set up my bank account again and set up a DraftKings account, and I'm ready to to place some uh place some wagers here on the Yanks this year and uh, hopefully make some uh shkadol. Uh, but um, yeah, it should be fun, guys. It should be really fun. I'm just I'm cautiously optimistic. I guess would be the right term right now. Obviously, with Corona, um, you want everybody to be healthy, and that's just one of the things I've been thinking about. Are we going to have, you know, speaking of the Yankees finally at full health, um, 98% healthy, I'd say. Speaking of that, you do wonder, though, is this virus going to be a recurring thing throughout the year? You know, are players just being around each other, being, you know, close quarters all the time in the dugout and on the field? Is it going to be something that affects baseball teams throughout the entire season, all 60-plus games? You know, um so our team's really going to be at full health. We're just going to have to wait and see there. You know, are we going to have players on and off the DL um, because of the virus, right? That's something you have to think about too. But um, So tonight's episode in 142, really I just wanted to do a quick little, you know, throw one last episode out there before we get into our normal schedule again to start the season, which again, if you don't know, we do episodes after every series. We will have one episode where we recap the Yankees' uh, most recent series. So the next episode, 143, will not be out until the Yankees finish the series against the Washington Nationals to open up the season. So that'll be in, I don't know, four, four days from now. Um, as I'm recording this, and probably as you're listening to this, if I publish it in time, it is a, let's see, it is a Wednesday, July 22nd. Um, currently a couple minutes past 2 p.m. as I'm doing this recording. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head to break. Um, and as soon as we get back from break, I guess we'll just make a couple of predictions, maybe a few hot takes, cold takes, and you know a few more things, and then uh, we'll get to our question of the day after that, and then we'll wrap it up. Just a quick episode tonight, guys. Nothing really big, but um, yeah, be right back, and uh, we'll get to it as soon as we get back from the from the break. fellas really quick before we continue with the show i just want to remind you if you haven't yet subscribed to bd4 be sure to do so right now just go to ny sports talk rc dot wordpress 
www.ebaymedical.com forward slash connect. Speaking of being at full health for the first time, you know, really ever, um, it's going to make you, it makes you think, how are the Yankees going to shape up this 2020 roster, right? How are they going to fit the pieces all together in this puzzle and make it work? Um, oops. Uh, I have the outro playing real quick. That was a mistake. Sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, it does make you question, you know, how is this whole thing going to shape up? Uh, with the roster because like I said, there's so much talent and um, I don't know how, especially, you know, so here, let's, let's go over it real quick. Um, trying to think. So first base, let's start with catcher. You're going to have, obviously you're going to have Gary Sanchez as your starting catcher, right? Um, and I guess backing up will be Kyle Higashioka, um, which is fine, you know, um, first base, you have to think it's going to be Voigt or Ford. Now, my preference, I actually would like to see the Yankees kind of platoon the two and have Voigt face lefties and, and Mike Ford go and face those right-handed pitchers. Um, but, um, whoops, that just fell down. <laughs> A lot of things going on in my studio today, but, um, you know, I wouldn't even mind Ford facing a righty or lefty because he can actually hit lefties pretty well, if I remember from last season. So I do think there's going to be some kind of platoon with those two at first base. So you've got Gary and Higgy behind the plate, um, with Gary obviously getting most of the catching time. You've got Voight and Ford at first plate, uh, first base. Um, so yeah, I guess can do whatever they want to do, I guess, there. Second base is obviously now going to be LeMayhew full-time. He's not going to be shifting around the infield as much with, you know, Gregorius gone um, and Torres at shortstop. Nice little segue into Torres now. So Torres is going to be manning that position for the most part. He doesn't have to play second. Um, a little concerned with his sloppiness here and there in the field, but overall I think he has the majority of the tools to be a rare, uh, a really good everyday shortstop. Um so he'll be there. That's pretty much solidified. Um, third base, I'm thinking, is going to be Gio Urshela for the most part. Uh, now, here's where it gets tricky because Miguel and Duhar, the, the whole outfield thing with him, there's so many guys you can now shuffle around. because. So in the outfield, you've got Miguel and Duhar. You've got Judge, who's going to be the everyday right fielder. You've got Stanton, who you'd have to believe will be getting everyday time. Now, you don't know if that's going to be uh, splitting time between left field and DH. Um, you know, is Brett Gardner going to be getting everyday time? Is he going to be manning center field um, a little more often to start the season with Aaron Hicks kind of easing his way back from surgery? Um, you got Clint Frazier, who's, you know, really supposed to be getting everyday at bats now. His fielding is still a little shaky. His bat is more than ready. What are you going to do with him? You know, are the Yankees going to trade him? He's been in trade talks for a while. I would love for him to get a shot. But again, where does he fit? 
where do all these guys fit? Then you have, you've, you've still got that Mike Talkman guy who personally, I think Talkman was one of the few flukes um, last season. I don't think he's going to be the same. I think he just kind of hit, hit his stride at the right time. Um, you know, one of those lightning in a bottle type of things. Um, I don't have as much optimism with him as I do some other guys who came upon the scene last year and really broke headlines. Um, but he does play good defense regardless, and that's something that doesn't go away. Um, so, yeah, there there is some really – I don't know how the Yankees are going to juggle this. I really don't. You know, are you going to have Miguel and Duel? I would love to get Miggy or Frazier every day at bats. I, that's That's – the thing I've been begging for, for the Yankees, I really think both of their bats are just so productive and and can be really beneficial to this Yankees team. It's just going to be really difficult now with everybody healthy to, to find time. So I really have no prediction there in terms of this everyday roster in the outfield slash DH and, and maybe, you know, have some people play a utility role. Um, you know, I know the Yankees were thinking about Andahar doing that. So I don't know what they're going to do. I just, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be something that I'm thinking changes every day or a few, you know, I think Aaron Boone is going to have to do a lot of moving around to get these guys every day at bats. And he kind of, he's kind of used to that being that he did that a bit last season, but it's going to be even more tight knit this year. So we're going to have to see what happens there. Um, now I do have some predictions, um, kind of, uh, Hot takes, I guess you want to call it, but I, I do. So some individual predictions, and then we have a couple of out, you know, outside the Yankees predictions as well. Um, but one of the things I have here to start, I've got Glaber Torres posting over a 900 OPS this season. It will be in the 900s this year. Um, I think he's ready to do that. You know, in his rookie year, I think he hit in the 840s. Then he jumped to like 870-something. Actually, he jumped even more. I believe it was like a 50-point jump. I think it was like 820 to 870 or something like that. Um, his rookie to sophomore season. So this year, I think he will continue to rise up the rankings and and be one of the baseball, be one of not only the Yankees, but one of baseball's most productive hitters and put that 900 OPS up. Now, I would like for him to also start, continue, because he did cut down the strikeouts from his rookie to sophomore season, but I would like to do it I would like to see that increase. And if he can continue to cut down the strikeouts, I think that batting average, that on-base percentage will start increasing and he'll become that 290, 300 hitter I think he could eventually become someday. So that would be nice. But this season, I am hoping slash expecting a 900 OPS from Torres. I think that would be huge. Um, I also have down that Aaron Judge. I, I think Aaron Judge could be a 25 home run guy this season. Now that sounds absurd with the amount of games the Yankees are playing only 60, but you know, the, the home run leader usually has an absurd amount and who better to pick than the guy who hit 50 something homers in his rookie season. Um, and really has hit a bunch of homers, um, you know, in the sample size of games he's been playing since. Um, so I, I think he's going to have at least 25 home runs this year, and that will probably lead the league. So I think he's going to have a big season, um, you know, now that he's healthy, hopefully stays healthy. I've also got written down that, uh, let's see. Um, so this is now, those are the two optimistic um, projections I have. Now I do have some, not pessimistic, but one here that I think, 
again, I think one of Ford, Urshela, Voigt, or Talkman will flop this season. I think at least at least one of those guys will not be close to the same that they were last year. Now, you can pick your own, but I'm just saying I don't think all four are going to pan out. That's very rare. You know, the Yankees kind of got lucky there, and, uh, you know, it may, it may have been an anomaly. So I think one of Ford, Urshela, Voigt, or Talkman will just completely fold and not be the same this year. And if all four do end up being, you know, productive, then I'm all for that. I'm just giving out a little, you know, take, hot take, I guess, um, or a cold take, if you would. But um, that's one of my negative predictions. Um, now, one of the questions I have, um, Sanchez is a very intriguing case to me this season. With less time, he's obviously going to be you know, less wear and tear this year as a catcher. He's not going to be have to. He's not going to have to be behind the plate for that long. So that could benefit him. And maybe that'll, he'll carry that energy to the plate and, and catch a hot streak at the right time. But he's, you know, ever since he has been in the uh, league, he's been a very streaky type of hitter really ever since that rookie season ended or ever since his sophomore season ended, he's had his ups and downs, right? Um, He's not been the same complete hitter. He's just been more of a one-dimensional power hitter, a very good power hitter, but very one-dimensional as well. He'll have his cold streaks and hot streaks, right? One week, he'll be tearing the cover off the ball. The next week, he'll be swinging another ball, you know, 15 feet in the dirt. Um, So he's a player who could end up really, really producing for the Yankees this year and, you know, going, going full force, you know, best catcher in the game type of have a, have a year like that. Or he could just be very mediocre and very lackluster, depending on, you know, again, a smaller window. So there's less room for those streaks. So which Gary are we going to get? It's going to be very interesting. Are we going to get a guy who's going to hit, you know, 280, 900? Or are we going to get that guy who hits, you know, 220, 230 with an 800 something OPS? You know, so I'm very intrigued to see what we get from Gary being that there's going to be less time, you know, again, this could be something that benefits him being that he doesn't have to catch as much, but that's something I'm thinking about. Now, my prediction outside of the Yankees, um, I do see the Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to be playing in PNC Park, by the way. Um, I do think the Blue Jays will have a better place in the standings than the Red Sox this season. I think Toronto will be ahead of Boston. I think it's going to be Yankees, Rays, Toronto, right behind the Rays, and then Boston, Baltimore. Um, Now, I'm not sure Toronto is going to make the playoffs, but I do think they are going to be the Rays from two years ago where they just miss out. Um, They might end up with 30-something wins, you know, in the low 30s, if not the high 20s. Um, I think they're right on the brink because they've got their young and upcoming stars. And uh, pretty soon they're going to be contending with the Yankees and the Rays, you know, seriously contending. Um, but I think they're one year away from contention, but I do think they will have a better record than Boston does this season. And they will, they will flirt with the Rays, um, for second place. I do think that's going to happen. You know, I don't think they're going to end up in second, but I do think there might be some flirting there up and down, but you know, who knows with 60 games, they could be even better than I think. Um, but the Toronto Blue Jays will definitely continue to improve. Um, and so my prediction there is they're going to have a better record than Boston. Um, now that's pretty much it in terms of predictions, uh, 37 wins. That's also one I had. I think the Yankees will have 37 wins, which means 23 losses. 
And if you do the math and stretch it across a full 162, I'm pretty sure 37 is the exact equivalent to 100 wins, which that's what you want from the Yankees. And that's probably what it's going to take to win the division. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Again, we've got the roster in terms of the lineup. The infield's pretty much set in stone, but it comes down to who's going to DH, who's going to play outfield on which day. And, you know, maybe some guys will be utility men too, you know. Um, Tyler Wade's also a guy I didn't even mention. Estrada is also a guy I didn't even mention. There are so many guys, so many talented guys, or, you know, Estrada talent. Uh, I'm not a big Wade guy. I do think the Yankees can use his speed, but I would prefer Estrada over Wade any fucking day of the week. Um, so there's some questions there in that lineup. Who's getting time? The rotation seems like it's going to be Cole, Paxton, Tanaka, Hat, Montgomery. Again, we've got to wait for Tanaka to return from the uh, concussion he suffered after getting hit uh, by that line drive. Um, but uh, Johnny Lasagna might fill in for the meantime. Maybe Chad Green. We'll see. But I'm excited, guys. It's going to be a fun, fun season. Um, I just hope the Yankees can uh, get hot out of the gate and not do their usual mediocre 10 and 10, whatever it is, start. Because <laughs> that could really do some damage in a shorter season, right? But um, guys, that's pretty much it. Let's uh, let's head to the uh, the NYY NYK question of the day, and then we'll wrap this one up. All right. All right. So last time out. In episode 141, we asked you, um, who were the two Yankees to get hit by a pitch nine times last season? Two Yankees got hit by a pitch nine times last season. Who were they both? Uh, and the answer to that question is Luke Voigt and Gary Sanchez. Each of them got hit nine times last season by a pitch. Um, now, tonight's question, tonight's NYY, NYK question of the day is... Uh, probably a fairly easy one, but I just thought of it off the top of my head just a couple of seconds ago, so whatever. Um, last season, DJ LeMayu led the Yankees in batting average. Who was second on the team? So, pretty straightforward. Last season, DJ LeMayu led the Yankees in batting average, but who was second in batting average? So, again, message me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or comment on the post once I publish this podcast. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it, guys. I, I do hope you enjoyed it. And if you if you did enjoy it, please be sure to, you know, like, comment, subscribe, share, download, and all that fun stuff that, you know, I'm obligated to say. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. This is going to be fun. Let's, uh, oh man, tomorrow night, man, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, I'm going to be back on my routine every fucking night, get to watch the Yankees. You know, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And I love those weekend games where they change it up and play at 1 o'clock on uh, Saturday and Sunday. I just, I'm so hyped to get into this, to get back into my routine. And then we've got the NBA. If you're an NBA fan, that's also coming back. But um, um, baseball is where I'm at right now in my mindset. It's all baseball right now for me. I'm just so hyped. I'm so excited. You know, I've got everything up. Oh man, I've got everything ready to go. So if you do follow the podcast, be sure to give it a like again, be sure to share it. Um, and, uh, you know, we're on a bunch of different platforms. Be sure to listen to us, watch us and all that fun stuff, guys. And, um, again, the schedule here will be 
I will write up my daily recaps in the blog. So I'll be blogging about the Yankees all season long as well. Um, I'll be writing my daily recaps on each game. And then as for the podcast, we will have an episode each series. So hope you guys enjoy it. That's all for tonight. This is your host, Rob Carbone, with episode 142 of BD4, and I'm signing out. Ciao.